Today's readings remind us that if God gives us something, we should show gratitude by glorifying Him and doing His will, not running off and ignoring His wishes. In our first reading, the spiritual and social consequences of being diagnosed with leprosy are laid out for the people of Israel. Even today, when ill people show outward symptoms, regardless of how contagious the disease is, they are often avoided by people who don't want to be infected. We have hand sanitizers at entrances to public buildings, and some people wear surgical masks when in public. Some people, even today, see someone down on their luck, be it health issues, financial issues, family troubles, etc., as being punished by the Lord for something they did. In the Old Testament, leprosy was not just a question of public health and avoiding spreading a contagious disease. The Lord punished sinners time to time with leprosy, such as Moses' sister Miriam, when she questioned God in Numbers 12. In the Old Testament mentality, a mentality still present at the time of Jesus' earthly ministry, sin and sickness were linked, with the illness being the punishment for the sin committed. When a leper declared themselves unclean so people wouldn't draw near to them, they were not just saying they had a contagious disease. They were saying the Lord had cursed them. In our second reading, Paul reminds us that we should do everything for the glory of God, or else we risk working against Him. We can glorify God in everything if we strive to do His will in all we do. Not everything we do glorifies God. For example, breaking the Ten Commandments does not glorify God. Our Lord made it even more straightforward in the New Testament. Love one another as He has loved us. Paul insists today that Christianity is not a social clique. We should show love and respect for all people, Christian and non-Christian. We should act not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of others, in imitation of Jesus Christ and the saints. In our gospel, the leper received a miracle, but then turned around and did exactly the opposite of what Jesus told him to do. He was healed and did not glorify God as he was instructed, despite Jesus' explicit instructions. As such, he ended up hindering Jesus' work instead of helping it. Leprosy is an apt metaphor for how ugly and detestable sin is. The man was avoided and rejected by everyone. He took tremendous courage to approach a holy man and ask for healing. Touching a leper was ritual contamination. We can only wonder if Jesus knew the leper would go out and ignore his instructions out of misguided enthusiasm. When he is stern, it is usually because he already reads something in the soul with which he is dealing and is trying to get through to them. Take the scribes and Pharisees, for example. Word of Jesus' miraculous healing abilities starts spreading despite his efforts. And now, when he goes off to a deserted place, people come looking. Many are not looking for a savior or a friend, but simply for a miracle worker. 
The leper was ecstatic over being healed, but did not work with our Lord, and inadvertently worked against him. We sometimes forget that the Lord doesn't just work flashy, miraculous things in our lives. He gives us our existence, our daily bread, help against the evil in the world, and the truth that will set us free. Our Lord knows those people in today's gospel have a more profound need that they are ignoring by just looking for a band-aid solution by some miracle worker. They need friendship and communion with God to be truly healed and whole. Our Lord heals those who come to him, but he also knows that for many, it will only be a band-aid for something more profound to be addressed and changed in their lives, something he has come to address and fix definitively. By his actions, the leper shows he had only accepted a quick-fix solution not the deeper issue. He passed by a relationship with God. True friends help their friends to do good, not hinder them. Our Lord does not want to be some miracle worker in our life. He wants to be our brother and friend. Being ostracized in common jargon means common consent excludes someone from a group. Ostracize comes from an ancient Greek practice of temporarily banishing someone by popular vote. The Greek word ostracon means pochard or shell. Anyone eligible to vote could write the name of someone to ostracize on a shard of pottery, ostracon. And if enough votes were collected, the person, without any other trial or process, would be banished for 10 years. Ostracism was usually practiced to cast out someone, causing social or political instability for a time. It was not permanent exile. Jesus, in our gospel, was the victim of backhanded ostracism instigated unintentionally by the very person he sought to heal, the leper. The leper spread his fame far and wide, against his wishes, and our Lord needed to exile himself. In Jesus' incarnation, he chose to work as a human, and the leper had hindered that. Taking a step back, though, we see that Paul gives some excellent advice for this week. Do everything for the glory of God. Is there anything in our life that does not glorify God, habitually or otherwise. As we come close to Lent, let's consciously take stock of whether we glorify God in everything that we do.